Hello and welcome to this week's episode of the Lawless Podcast. And this week we're joined by Peter, Staz and Guy. And this week we're going to be discussing everything and all things Christian and all things religion. And yeah, we're gonna, the three lads we have on today have very different perspectives, so it could get a bit heated, but we're just here to have a really good conversation to give you guys the most value so you can understand different perspectives and where, where they've come from, where they are now, and sort of where we're all going. So first we have Guy, who is an agnostic, leaning towards atheism at this point, who's going to present his view. Staz, who is a Greek Orthodox Christian. And Peter, who is a Christian but still trying to find his denomination. So, Guy, we'll start with you. If you want to give a background of your sort of relationship with Christianity, where you've been, and sort of where you are now, please. Yeah, sure. Um, so, I was, I think I was raised uh, believing in God um, until I was about probably around 10 years old, is when I stopped believing. Um, my parents weren't really um, hardline Christian or anything, but they didn't really. Um, carve a path for me I think they sort of gave me quite a lot of autonomy to decide whether I was going to be a a religious person or not and um, yeah so growing up I did go to I went to a Church of England school and I learned all the hymns and stuff and um, I was raised thinking there was a God because I went to school and I did all the hymns and we had a reverend come every um, Friday and give us a chat about God and everything so I just thought you know it wasn't really a question until I got to the point in my life where I had the critical thinking skills, I think, to just question your own beliefs a little bit. Um, So then when I was around 10, 11, and I started going to to senior school and and, um, everything like that, I started to um, become quite a more fervent atheist. Um, I think, so there was a period in my life where I was very like hardline atheist. God doesn't exist. Religion is a force for bad, um, and I loved getting into like all the debates and stuff. Like I'd be going a lot harder on YouTube. Trust me, if it was like five years ago. But I think over the sin over the last couple of years, I think I've become I've, I've developed a little bit more of a different perspective on religion. Where I think I'm a, a bit more accepting towards it, and I think. Um, it's a, a important part of people's lives and you know it is a force for good in a lot of people's lives as well um but i think it's a very nuanced issue and um yeah as a when i came to uni here i mean obviously we're all just at the end of the day we're all just first year university students yeah. but you know as i have had the opportunity to to research um theology a bit more i've had the opportunity to take uh, a theology module on on the bible um, and uh, studying the Bible as literature. So, I mean, for me personally, that's the, the core of my, my interest in, in religion is in the Bible. I think it's a, an incredible piece of literature and a piece of art. Um, but at the end of the day, that's that's all I think it is. And um, growing up, I, I, I never really um, saw a reason to believe. I never had an event happen in my life that made me... Um, a believer I never had anyone leading the way for it and I never really needed it to uh, find meaning or anything and I think that's it's been quite good coming up with my my own meaning um, to do things of my own reasons and my own moral philosophy that doesn't have any particular framework though I do I would say I mean I, I do value the Christian faith as a part of my upbringing because again not that I was raised hardline Christian or anything but um getting all the you know uh talks in the chapel and everything and going to church uh, on sundays and occasionally 
Um, not that I did that very often, but uh, it did give me a good insight into the faith and I got some good lessons for it. You know, I do believe in those core Christian values, love thy neighbor, um, do unto others, all that, all that bling. <laughs> so, um, Confucianism as well, isn't it? Yeah, well, I don't. I mean, I don't know really the ins and outs of it too too much. But yeah, like I say, I mean, I'm I'm an atheist because I don't really have any particular reason to believe, and I've never been given any sort of um, spiritual guidance or or uh, divine knowledge or anything that's yeah. made me think that there is a god. Um, but I do respect I, I do respect religion, and hopefully, we're going to have a nice civil discussion. Yes. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. so what I'd say on that as well is. When you there was a period when you sort of were very anti-religion, quite sort of hateful, would you say towards it? Where Not did that hateful. Where I did mean, that come from? Like, well, age? you know, one of my one of my best mates um, back home is uh, he's a a very um, he's just a very Christian. He's a very Christian chap, and um, I spent a lot of time debating him, and I loved being that you know debate lord who pulls out all the there's no evidence for a god and all those like paradoxes about god and you know if god is all loving then how is he all you know why is there evil in the world and all this stuff stuff, um but yeah i mean it's not that i hated religion it's just that i thought um that i was sort of smarter than everyone else because i wasn't religious figured it out yeah well you you know i kind of i think there are a lot of people out there who think that and i'm not sure if i i still am totally separate from that point of view that people think that uh, those atheists who think that people who are religious are stupid. deluded or stupid mm. or have been misled, mm. which I think, you know, partially I, I do still sort of agree with um, simply true. because, well, yeah, I mean, <laughs> so it's a spectrum at the end of the yeah. day, but, yeah. you know, I, th- I think I do still partially believe with that, but I've just stopped, um, I've stopped being the kind of person who will actively come up to Christians or, or any believers and tell them that they're believing in something stupid because at the end of the day if it's if it's good for if it's good for you to be a Christian then it's or or a Muslim or a Jew or anything like that yeah. then it's good for you. Um, good. Oh wow <laughs> that's or, a whole or, other conversation. Leave that box closed for now. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But so, no I, I don't I don't hate I, I don't think I ever hated people who believe you know I had a I grew up with a lot of Christian friends and everything so I never hated anyone who no, was it's just sort religious. Of like, yeah, a difference of view. No, it's just yeah, it's just a difference of view. And I, yeah. I think I've always been, you know, I take an English degree, and um, I've always been somebody who considers their their self um, themselves a very strong character. And I've always thought I've got my morals very well thought out, and I've got a very core, um, I've got a strong value system, and um, and I liked bringing that up to to Christians, and I liked. Um, arguing with them because usually I, I would you know come out on top of it feeling like a smarter person but I think as you know I'm not a teenager anymore and I've grown up and I think not that I'm still fully grown obviously like I say we're all first year mm, uni students but yeah exactly but you know I just think I've kind of grown out of um, of putting people down for their religion mm, so yeah, to speak fair enough. Mm, mm. so yeah Stas we'll move on to you I want you to go into as much detail as you can yes. about sort of your background with mm-hmm. Christianity and yes. sort mm-hmm. of a bit about your family as well, sort of where it's come from, mm-hmm. the heritage, the yep. linear, sort of linear yes. of it, yep. and sort of where we are now with it, please. Of course, yes, okay. So uh, my family's been Greek Orthodox Christian for, well, as many generations as we can track, basically. And uh, I was obviously raised in the church. I was baptized from a young age, brought up in that environment. 
Uh, I wouldn't say I was. Uh, I'm from a strict Greek Orthodox household. Uh, my parents never uh, forced me to go to church. It was always choice yeah. from the very beginning. Uh, and I would say probably the fact that I have that sort of Greek side to me, the fact that I'm half Greek, definitely influenced, obviously, uh, the fact that I um, wanted to go down that path, shall we say. Uh, and so probably at about 13, 14, uh, I started attending a Greek Orthodox Church. Uh, I decided that I wanted to go. Um, and I did. I started going every week. Uh, and I wanted to get more involved. I said, actually, this is something that I'm really enjoying. Initially, I would say it was to do with heritage. Yeah. It began yeah. sort of out of the fact that I have this Greek side and I wanted to keep that going. Um, because obviously I've been in the UK since five years old. Uh, and so that was all going on. I was getting more and more involved. I started helping out with the chanting because obviously we have chanting in the Greek Orthodox Church. So Indeed. I started helping out with that and still do to this day. Uh, and so now I attend church twice a week, Saturday and Sunday, and uh, I help out with the services. Uh, and for me, really, the whole reason why it became something so important in my life was because of the idea of sort of it's been passed down throughout the years. It's something that uh, my ancestors were involved in. It was something that they carried uh, in their lives and that they were involved in. And it's sort of something that I've received and I have a duty, so to speak, yeah. to inherit that and to look after it and to preserve it and to add to it in any way. You know, I will obviously put my own mark on it, I suppose. Exactly. You know, yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. You know, and then pass that down to my descendants, pass that on to my children and their children and so on and so forth. So for me, it's very much a, 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 to do with lineage and to do with ancestry and to do with uh, what's what, what's to come, generations going forward. What's come from the past and what's happening now and it's going to go forward. Well, exactly. Yes. So um, it's very, there's very much a sense of duty there. Hmm. That was probably, I would say, the main driving force for my uh, my faith. I don't want to um, jump too far ahead here, because no, obviously we want to get to mm -hmm. Peter. Mm -hmm. But I do want to ask you, because just because you said that's something you'll pass on to your kids, is that something you're you're very? Um, that is that something you're very you value? Yes, passing that on to your children. What, what if your children Definitely. didn't want to to be? Well, if my orthodox. children don't want to be orthodox. They don't want to be orthodox. Uh, yeah, there's yeah. no, of course, there's no forcing anyone into anything. But uh, the point is about giving. I think it's about giving my children something. The opportunities. Yes. And about giving them something where they can go, actually, you know what, my father gave me that. My yeah. father gave me a start in life with this. I've got this. I can at least look and say, wow, I yeah. have a starting point here. I have something I can build off of. Mm. You understand what I'm saying? I can a build solid foundation. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And it's, yeah, it's, it's yeah. See it as a foundation. Definitely. Um, a framework. Yeah. Definitely. Because, you know, structure. people mm. talk about handing over money and property and all, oh, that's all well and good, but. It's material. Oh, well, exactly. It's not spiritual, is it? You know, when a person comes into the world and they can't make sense of it, you know, what is going on it's here? It's a map, isn't it, of the world? Exactly. Yeah. Well, this is how I understand oh, yeah. what's in front of me. There's something to give there. There's something to go, well, look, you don't understand the world? Well, guess what? Billions of other people don't either. I bought yeah. a flat but cap a few months ago, and I noticed after I bought it that everyone was wearing flat caps. At first I thought I was starting a trend, but no. The flat cap is like religion. <laughs> it's a... Uh, where are, you, where are you going with this, Peter? It influences how you how you perceive the world. Oh, it's like it's a micro framework. Yeah. Um, mm. Yeah, I had that thought today. I don't know wow, why. I never thought that. That is a rogue yeah. one. But yeah. there it is. Never thought yeah. about that. 
but yeah enough, man, so yeah. anyways yeah that's that. yeah yeah <laughs> but, well no it's a good point it's a, you know it's an important thing yeah. to to bring up but yeah so tradition duty and all this sort of stuff are very important values to me right, and they're so my driving force. how would you define duty duty is the idea of for example uh you wake up in the morning it's a sunday and you think you know what, i really can't be bothered to go to church where is god i can't even believe there's a god well you know how and you go no actually this is something the point of duty the point of faith is going forward and and continuing this even in the times where you really don't feel it yeah because faith you know there's nothing special about feeling something and going well yeah i feel good about this mm. what is faith is when you wake up and you go i really can't be able to do this but you still do it and you realize afterwards you look back actually this was important i needed to do this yeah i'd like to return to that when we when we talk about of course me meaning a little bit of I course think. yeah yeah but that's that's what's I'd important like to me to build on what you're saying about feeling because i think that can be very misleading and mm. dangerous if you base too much on emotion and yes on your intellect mm. Mm. definitely i would say so definitely obviously yeah i'm sure guy will we'll, we'll, we'll say something yeah, about that no, now i'm just interested in where where peter's coming from oh right what you want to hear my well, story i mean i don't <laughs> yeah, so well, yes peter please peter, enlighten yeah. us well i don't have a testimony unfortunately <laughs> um and i have probably had the least christian upbringing my mum grew up in the soviet union and my father has always been quite pushy with with the idea that religion is for fanatics well <laughs> not all the time but wow, uh, yeah um I suppose I went to a Christian school because most English schools are meant to have Christian most of them are C of A ideas yeah. promoted. I mean, it's not a C of E school, but it's meant okay. to represent the ideas of the church. And I think most schools, I, I think there's still a law which states that schools need to promote the ideas of the church because there isn't an official separation of church and state mm. here. Mm. Um, so yeah, I was a bit like Guy. I was only 12, so I'm sure my atheist arguments weren't as sophisticated as yours are. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I would. I would obliterate the um, the religious people in my school. I mean, yeah. yeah, I was young, so I always had a sense for the transcendent, though. Um, before I had a sense of Christianity, I feel like I felt like something was there. And Guy was talking about how he's drawn to the art of the Bible, and for some reason, I see art as striving for something greater than the material world, and that's just my experience, my personal experience of art. Um, so when I was about 13, I decided to get baptised in the Church of England church. Um, and I think I was drawn to it because obviously I have been brought up in England and, you know, we are traditionally a Christian society. So perhaps if I was, you know, in India, I'd turn to something else. Uh, um, before you move on, what made you flip that switch? from atheist to no getting, getting baptised because that seems like quite a radical change yeah yeah it was a radical change but I don't have one of those evangelical testimonies unfortunately and sometimes I feel like I should if I'm a Christian I feel like there's pressure to have mm. one yeah. but I mean what was the day when you thought I, know, yeah, I think I think it was gradual I, I do think it was gradual up over time yeah yeah and uh, I think it was a yearning a yearning for something which is greater than the material world um, and I don't think I was convinced by I was really into the origin of life and I think I kind of just wanted something which was a bit more elaborate and oh, I don't know I don't actually know I can't explain that part of no but I like story. what you say about gradual because 
Yeah. It's a lot more like I that. I don't think I don't mm. think a sudden revelation is necessary and I think they're yeah. misleading and mm. and dangerous because people feel like they need to mm. have some kind of emotional experience and the emotional experience isn't a spiritual one and it isn't a rational one either. Um, and emotions can take control of you and limit the capacity of your rational brain to make. So do you think you're um, becoming a Christian? That Was that rational? or was Because you're using the word rational a couple of times. Well, what's, your, what's your opinion on what is rational? Logic. Because you're saying emotional... But I, think religion, I don't think religion should be emotional or rational. But I think that's what religion is. It's, it's spiritual. Um, I understand what you're saying. It's meant to be a leap yeah. of faith, in my opinion. Mm, mm. Um, but, I, I mean, generally, spiritual feeling evokes, like, an emotional response, doesn't it? I think there's something else there. I can't describe it. I would just describe it as the transcendent. Think of, um, yeah, I guess, love's an emotion as well. But, I, I, yeah. Correct me if I'm wrong. I think the overriding point here that you're trying to make is that, for you, coming to Christianity was about there, something lacking yeah, I think I was lacking yes. objectivism, perhaps. Yeah. Um, and I don't mean true objectivity. I don't mean maths. I mean <laughs> a kind of subjective yes. objectivism. Mm. So what mm. I perceive as mm. objective, um, rather than a true objective. Yeah. I'm trying to get closer to something objective. If yes. You know what I'm saying? I know exactly I saw, what you mean. Yeah. Okay. I saw. Yeah. I saw it. I see. I saw it. What you mean? Yeah. Yeah. No. And that's fair I did have a period of doubt in sick form, where I pretty much did abandon faith for about a month <laughs> and um, was that a, was that a worst part of your it was pretty horrific but I don't know I mean I could have been having mental health problems as well and that might be why it might be biological it might not be spiritual mm. um, well was it like you were because I've had that described to me in the past as like you know grieving like you're mourning for something when you lose your religion well like I it can was be a very hard time sitting in my room it was about 2am and my thoughts were just left to themselves mm. and I had this weird experience where everything around me kind of seemed fake I, I still can't describe the sensation Wow! Um, and everything which I had been standing on had fallen from beneath me uh, that's how I can wow. describe it I think oh, Tolstoy sounds... had a similar experience um, yeah and I, I've tried so, to recreate would you say it was like experience. an out of body experience almost? not out of body but Wait, was well, that a feeling just, or like a physical thing that happened? I mean, it wasn't a feeling. I wouldn't say it was emotional. You could I see guess that it was happen. a sensation. You could see I, could, I mean, I, I would look at a book. Sometimes I like, um, I like the look of books. Like I think they look aesthetically pleasing. Yeah. And I look at the books in my room. God, you could sound any more like an English student. No, I, look at the book, I mean, not that. But I mean, that's a that's an ugly Bible. I'm sorry. But, <laughs> but I would look at the books mm. around me and I think these just look like meteorites. As in, like these just look like. Yeah, just you know, like matter, I mean, just this is very yeah. attractive, and they and they all look like matter. Yeah, and I saw them differently. Like I saw them oh, for what they were, mm. just matter, like yeah, atoms yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. Um, oh, yeah, it was weird. A feeling that's of really emptiness, mad. possibly. Yeah, emptiness. Yeah, um, I think that's the main point. And I think there is a humanist answer to that. You can say, I find it attractive because I'm a human, and therefore you know my human experience should be valued in itself yeah i mean but for some reason i just yeah the atheist in me wants to say that you know that's just all your perspective you know you don't understand your own mind and mm. that your mind yeah, yeah, plays, yeah. your mind plays tricks on you all the yeah time. i've tried to recreate that experience and i haven't been able to and i think i had that experience because i was christian and i associated um what i saw with 
with God. Christian objectivity. Mm. Yeah. Mm. And, and so if you were, especially if you are at a period in your life where you're doubting your faith, mm. then it certainly might seem as if everything around you is sort of crumbling. I wasn't just manifest yeah. itself. I wasn't in, just in doubting my faith though. I was doubting reality. I think I was doubting. Um, Leaving the matrix. Yeah, leaving the matrix. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it sounds wacky. I know. <laughs> no, no, I'm being no, serious. No, 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 it's a no, well, no, honestly, genuinely. it's a proper experience, and that's you know, well, you can't argue against that. So obviously now you're you're a Christian still. Yeah. And so, do you think that that was an experience that was um, perhaps divinely authorized? No. You know, do you think no. that was God? Sent, do you think, think that was God know. sending you a message or something? Or I don't anything? think you, you can know when something is divine. Mm. At least I have never mm. been sure. How would you differentiate between well, yeah. just an emotional experience and a spiritual yeah. experience? Yeah. And it's people make divine claims all the time. Claims about divine experience. Yeah, um, that would be interesting I, to talk about. I'm always skeptical. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, yeah. For some reason, for me, you know, if I if I weren't a Christian, I would definitely be a nihilist, and I have been a nihilist when I have gone through periods of not believing. I well, yeah, because I've spoken to people who will say that they're you know they're a Christian or that they're a believer yeah. in whatever religion because if they weren't, then it would just be so horrible for them, and that's like a very interesting perspective. I think yeah. when people say that. They believe because if they that, yeah something. because if yeah. they don't, don't believe like if they don't believe then they'll they, they'd be yeah. suicidal. I don't like it when that depressed. is used as an argument though because it does seem like blackmail. Yeah, if exactly. Well, that's what I was like this or something yeah, worse. Sort or of like you yeah, will be yeah. depressed if yeah, you don't yeah, yeah, believe yeah. this. I don't. But, I don't like it when it's used in that sense. I'm just talking mm, about. I mean, my personal. To me, religion is sort of like a bit of a blackmail, isn't it? I mean, the whole premise of of modern Christianity. Well, it's not the whole premise because I don't want to misrepresent. Because you could, you, we could spend, you know, twenty-four hours here, seventy-two mm. hours. We could spend the whole week here, and we wouldn't pin down what religion lives. is or Christianity yeah. is, you know. Uh, but the, generations lab. Yeah. The point is, is that there is that underlying. I mean, do you believe in hell? Do either of you believe in hell? And if so, if mm. you do, then is that fear of hell? Is that something that's driving you I've to be more that. faithful, Chris, more faithful? Yeah. Because to me, that feels like black. It's a circular argument. That's why mm. I've never understood it. Mm. How can you be scared of something which doesn't like? How can you believe in something? I think because yeah. you're scared of something you don't know exists. I mean, it doesn't make sense to me. I don't see how some people believe because they're scared of hell. No, but I, I no, okay, I see yeah. where you're coming from. I, 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 I don't myself, see how. What I'm saying is that people are more. People act in a way that they don't think matches with their own morals or their own values, and they conform to like. Well, we can start talking about fundamentalism, and yeah. and, and sure. how far we should and how closely we should abide to the Bible. But I think that people will. Some people. I mean, this might be more. You might have a bit, have a bit more of an experience with this being an Orthodox um, Christian. Yeah. Uh, stars, but mm. some people will abide by the laws of the Bible mm -hmm. because they're just so afraid of the consequences if they don't, because they'll burn mm. in hellfire for forever and ever and ever yeah. and live in eternity. And I think that's quite a, uh, I think that's just quite an ignorant way mm -hmm. to, to yeah, be. I, mm -hmm. I agree with you. Agree with that. Yeah. yeah, no, we, we agree. Yeah. We agree. Um, if anything, the Orthodox Church. It's uh, a middle ground. <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, no, but I, uh, you know, we would agree because the point is that. We're, we have a situation at the moment in Christianity, in the modern era, where we pick up the Bible, we read what the Bible says, and we go, ah, this is what it says. But yeah. at the end of the day, the orthodox view, the original view, the, the view that was established over the yeah. years, was that it's not, 
it's not correct to just read and make an assumption. No. What is needed is a, um, shall we say, a group of people, people who are well versed in scripture, people who are well versed in the religious life, who are able to read scripture and interpret it in a way which is sound. Yeah. Because. Let him finish. No, 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 it's fine. I was going to say, because the the problems we have with religious fundamentalism today are from individuals picking up the Bible and making an assumption or reading and thinking, ah, this is what it says. I don't want to be non-denominational because I don't want to be one of those people who says, oh, I believe in the Bible, because what they mean by that is I believe what Mm. I want the Bible to say and not I believe in the Bible. I mean, Mm. what does that even mean? It doesn't make sense. (laughs) The point of the councils, basically, there were seven councils held over a few centuries, right, in the early years of the church, which the Orthodox Church abides by. The ecumenical councils. And they all came together, these bishops, and they said, right, we're going to look at what this is about. We're going to come to a decision all together, unanimously, and we're going to decide what all of this is about. And that is what establishes for us. And of course, what I'm saying is for us, right? Because I'm not trying to enforce this on anybody else. But the point is that that for us is what Christianity is about. Not just what the Bible says. No, what some people said as well the a thousand years ago huh? they were mm. Stas, yeah. they were just like you're saying mm. that I can't trust myself I can't trust myself or I can't trust those people over there to interpret mm. the Bible mm. but I can trust those people mm. a thousand years ago well you know who's yeah, to say they those putting be- together lots of opinions they weren't just yeah. sure but there were you know at the end of the day deciding on doctrine not on not on spiritual sure sure but the point is is that that it's all humans they're all just people and they're all under the influence of their own agendas or their own psyche Mm. of their own subconscious which are pushing them to prioritize certain things in the bible to prioritize certain things in their religion Mm. to you know undercut certain other aspects Mm. of religion it's all Mm. humanly formed so you can't get away from the fact that religion is comes through the medium of people like at the end of the day like Bill Burr the comedian mm. he has a great bit about how when he goes to church he just looks at the at the vicar or the priest mm. and he just goes that's just some guy mm. like mm. that's just some guy at the end of the day mm. like you're getting your religion from just some other person well, and that's I and agree. obviously I would disagree I, but I, I, let's kind respond, of agree respond. With, yeah. I kind of agree with you mm. um, in the sense that Kierkegaard would probably agree with you. He argued that the world is meaningless and we all have to find our own meaning. Yeah, is it I'd a problem agree. that we're relying on individuals and ourselves to find God if if meaning is a personal journey? If we live in a subjective world, some people find meaning through their own values which they deem to be valuable. Is it a problem if some people do that by taking a leap and looking for for a transcendent source if you know or what they perceive to be a transcendent source well that meaning so you're saying you're asking is it okay for people to find their morals from a transcendent like what they believe to be transcendent by taking a leap well i would say yes because right so long as they're not blind so long as people what i what i'm concerned with are when people just blindly follow the, the opinions of other people who clearly have their own agendas and their own well, and their own. Well, I'll let you respond. <laughs> yeah, but, of course, of course. <laughs> but you know, 
that's that's the problem I have when people can't think for themselves. Mm. You know, I think this is one of the the interesting things about religion is the fact that, and obviously this is different for you, Staz, because you're part of the Orthodox yeah. Church, which for the most part remains the same throughout mm -hmm. history. Mm -hmm. But with a lot of religions, it morphs over time to just encompass what is accepted at the time just to fit the narrative exactly so you know at first homosexuality wasn't wasn't accepted and it was for for the majority of um the existence of well, Christianity, homosexuality wasn't a concept we have to well it was we considered a sin homosexual activity because as in homosexuality wasn't defined well, Which is the thing that yeah. happened without a term. Yeah, yeah. It was yeah act, exactly. It was yeah, it was, act, it, was, it was it was like sexual, you know, misconduct or whatever. As far as I'm aware. Yeah. Well, 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 that's a whole other. <laughs> well, that's a whole other issue because yeah. that's just Paul speaking. Who again is just some no, not Paul, some but, guy. But, but the Romans believed that um, if you were penetrated, you were inferior, and if you penetrated, you're superior. It's, okay. And that was. <laughs> That was I not did say. I did not know that. Well, that we're was, learning something today. Okay, wow. thank I you. Know I, know that now. Now. I know that now. I might now. want to put one of those screenshots up. Yeah. <laughs> we'll, get, we'll get a bit. We'll get we, a bit. Yeah, we won't, we won't right. have any. Can I make the perception yeah. of homosexuality? Can, can I quickly right? finish my point? I'm sorry, because oh, I didn't finish my point. Okay, go on. Finish no, your point. I just wanted to say that the point is is that we morph our perception of religion to our own morals at the time and in a hundred years and in 200 years and in 500 years if religion is still around which is a whole other question it will not be the same religion that we believe mm. in today just the same as the religion we most people believe in now isn't the same as people yeah. from well, the past so the point is is that we all have our own underlying morals and values and we use religion to justify those and fit it we find a passage in the bible and we say look it's in the bible there it is well, yeah, that's it's from true the Bible, for but it's, it's okay. many fundamentalists. So uh, I'll, have, okay. I'll, I'll jump in and then Stas, you can respond because mm. you've been waiting very patiently there, my friend. Yeah, it's all right. So, right. No, it's fine. Yeah, basically mm. what I'll say is, from what I've looked at, within Christianity, the one true sect that was before, that existed before <laughs> the, the Bible. No, <laughs> the Orthodox Church. Mm. It was the only one that existed before the Bible and it's the original form of Christianity mm. and therefore some could argue the, the best and most pure form because that's the one that existed prior to the Bible. If yeah. you're viewing it as an ideology, I guess, as well, it's, it's the most original. So, yeah, yeah Stads, please. You got, well, the response I was going to give to my good friend Guy uh, about this idea that individuals have their own agenda and their own idea of what they want to create for religious community. At the end of the day, we view the church as a vehicle for God's will. Now, I know that obviously you're not going to accept that. You're going to say, well, it's, you know, whatever. But you have to understand from the perspective of an Orthodox Christian that the church is a vehicle for God's will, yeah. right? And the point is that within that vehicle, within the church, the individuals will have their own opinions. They're only human. They're only human beings. Exactly, yeah. But the point of the councils and the point of any decision that was made early on in the church was that unanimously they were going to come together and they were going to agree on the principles in the presence of the Holy Spirit. That's that's how we view that's it. That's the difference. That's how we view yeah, it. Yeah. This is not just some church where a guy rocked up and said, right, I'm the prophet. I'm the man. Let's get this yeah. going. No. That's what Jesus did though. Yes, but Jesus was also following on from a lineage, the Jewish lineage, because don't forget that it doesn't start the church. The church goes way back. Mm. We're going back to the prophets. We're going back to the law, yeah. right? We're going back years and years and years. The church is a fulfillment, the Christian church as we call it, yeah. of that continued tradition. The tradition doesn't start with Christ. No. It's fulfilled through Christ. Yeah. And that's the point that the Orthodox Church is putting forward. Mm. And so when you say that individuals have their own 
wishes and their own desires to fulfill whatever yes you're right you know the orthodox church is not some sort of uh, you know uh, well at least the individuals within are only human Indeed. but yeah. coming together we are something greater than that I think that's why I'm drawn to the orthodox church um, people seem to have less personal interest than in other churches yeah. for example in evangelism or in you know large American sects mm. um, so I think yeah I don't know yeah, well, obviously, I agree with you. Well, I, I, do, I did want to say, because I didn't get the chance to say so I, I do agree with you that I think it's the most, the worst thing we can have with um, religion is when people are left to interpret it on their own. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's you know that's what you get that's how you get like the Westboro Baptist Church you know, about those <laughs> lunatics. And Heaven's Gate. Yeah. yeah. Do, do you know about yeah. them, Lawless? For for I do, but for our listeners who are unaware, please. Well, the, the Westboro basically the Westboro Baptist Church is a fundamentalist. Um, church in America in the US and it's basically a group of um, it's, it's a group of about 70 people and they're, they're very uh, prominent in the media because of their um, very uh, openly burning hell yeah, yes so they're very basically yes. they'll hold up signs and they'll pick it outside funerals of dead oh, soldiers yeah. and things and they'll say things like he deserved to die because it was God's will and, yeah. and they stick very closely to you know uh, the old law and Leviticus and the and Old the Testament theology of retribution you deserve what you have because you sinned and exactly yeah. and they demand wow. the, the death penalty for everything and they do this because they are left they, they all they do is they read the Bible and they and they go, it says that in the Bible, so yeah. that's what I'm going to yeah. believe. Yeah. And I do believe that it is important to have somebody who is well-versed in uh, theology and in scripture to pass on the inner yeah. message to those people who do believe. And, you know, that is the, that's why a lot of people these days, that's why a lot of um, Islamophobes misrepresent Islam, because they just read the Quran mm. and they think, and they look at all the, the bad passages and they say, you know, Quran is a, a religion of hate and everything. But you know, when you that's not how you're supposed to interpret Islam, that's not how you're supposed to live it. You're supposed to receive it through mm. your mentors and the people who do know it and they can teach you the the underlying message. So I do I do agree with you there. I just think that because that is a necessity, it immediately adds like an element of, of um of doubt around religion and uh you can't get away from the, the human motives in it, if that makes sense. You could say it's like having a, a having like a you know a school subject being given a textbook without a teacher. Yeah, exactly. Like you well need said, a teacher yeah, to yeah, teach yeah. you how to do yeah. it. Mm-hmm. Although you have the textbook, you can try and do it yourself, but you might interpret something as wrong because you don't understand the nuance which that teacher has to well, give to you. Yes, and the way that we would put it is that the Bible is part of what's called sacred tradition. So rather yeah. than this idea that the Bible is this sort of superior sort of source of authority, it actually exists within all the other elements of faith. So in the sense that, you know, Mm. we have the Bible, we have the ecumenical councils, we have the writings of the early church fathers. These things aren't sort of separate with one above the other. Yes, they belong in one. I mean, that raises the question, where does God come into this? Because Mm. this is what I've always thought, like, why I was I, I, I was watching some, you know, it's a bad idea generally to go down the atheist loophole on YouTube or the atheist um, rabbit hole on YouTube. Any rabbit hole on YouTube. Because, because <laughs> yeah, you, you just start, get deeper in that rabbit hole. You just get deeper and deeper <laughs> and you YouTube. just watch the same old and arguments. The algorithm being... reinforces the crap you watch. E- exactly, well. exactly. <laughs> and it keeps and putting it back. Money. Yeah. yeah, and you know, it's a bad idea to do it, but I did oh, go YouTube, down sorry, it the YouTube, other day. Sorry. <laughs> and um, I think 
the the problem is is I, I did come across one argument which I, I did find very convincing and I thought I'd bring it up on this show because I'm interested in your response. But why why did I can't remember who gave this argument, but I, I did find it very convincing. Why did religion start to only like three thousand, four thousand years ago? So you've got humans, Neanderthals. Wait, how do you know that's true? Going back, well, the, no, the, but the point Zoro, is, no, but Zoroastrian. Listen, listen, doesn't that go back really far? The point is, is that if we take the Bible, oh, why did that start so late? I have no idea. Is that no. religion as we that's know? That's one of it. my biggest questions. <laughs> is that why did at some point? So you have like 125,000 yeah. years of human history. Why Most of that is just it? dwelling in caves and doing your own shit, yeah? Right. But up until about 4,000 years ago, then some scribe in the desert in, you know, northern Africa and the Middle East just gets, what, a message from God? And God sits down with him and says, these are all here, this is how humanity started, this is what I want you to write. Because either you think that the Bible is divinely inspired, Okay, and that's the word of God, and therefore you should take it as the word of God. Or it's written by like ancient scribes, who were just. And if you don't think they're divinely authorized, then you have to admit you have to admit that they've got their own motives, and therefore you can't trust anything in the Bible because it's all just written by humans. Do you think that evidence can justify any kind of faith? After all, faith goes along with doubt. Otherwise, it wouldn't be faith. Otherwise, you'd just be credulous. So surely. The whole point of religion is you can't, you can't. I mean, it doesn't make sense. All right, so Staz, your response, please. Repeat that for me, please. I don't know what I just said. <laughs> oh dear. He says, Peter said, you can't. Yeah, the, you're saying the same thing. And we, this is what happens in every conversation with any believer, is that at the end of the day, it all comes down to faith. It's all just you've got to believe. There is no empirical I was evidence for it. Trying to define it. faith you, as in faith by yes, definition requires yes. doubt. You wouldn't call it religion if you had enough evidence. And think about the commitment. Of Why not? If that, if it would just be objective. Then, it's a leap it? of faith. Yeah, it wouldn't be religion. It's a leap it? of faith. Um, that's that's. Well, I mean, you know, it's, argued, it's, it's, it's there's there's objective truth to it for you know Abraham and for Moses because well, those objective objective truth for them it's objective, but ultimately because they it's met still God. But ultimately, it is still subjective. It's a subjective experience, isn't it? Well, every experience is subjective, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, I know. So, uh, sort of reductive so, so do you think, about. what about the people around the world who say that they've met God and that God's talked to them? Do you think they're lying? Because that's what a bunch of people in the Bible are saying. Well, I mean, that's what they say at home, isn't it? Well, my comment on this issue is that um, it's a leap of faith, ultimately. Yes, it is a leap of faith. Um, but that's the driving force of, of the church, and that's the driving force of... The history of our church—it's—it's it's always been a leap of faith, which is very, very convenient. I don't think convenient. it is a cop out, though, because it's by a, well, definition, mm. if religion weren't a leap of faith, it would be fact, wouldn't it? It would be—it would be objective. Why can't it be fact? Why can't religion be fact? Why can't it be a fact that there's a god? Well, because it's because a you're why does God have to make it so? Well, because you're dealing ambiguous. with something. Yeah, oh, well, de- forget God for now. <laughs> no, because you're dealing with something that's not. It's uh, above our plane yeah, of existence. Yeah. So, um, as an atheist. Yeah. But it's clearly not above our plane of religion existence because we have religion. We love guy. Love is a chemical reaction in the brain. Yeah, but you don't want to believe that, do you? That's no, but it's true. It's true. It's true. But when you're experiencing it in the moment, that's just the end of it. Yeah, when you're experiencing it in the moment, that's not how you describe it. You want it to be more than that. You're not. You're not experiencing. You're not like oh, chemical. No, but the thing is, nice chemical. Your love life, mate. I don't well, okay. you're having fe- yeah. okay, so I'm going to start put telling you who can speak when because it's going to oh, be Stas. Yeah, sorry, I'm not very forceful, am I? Sort of uh, just, it's all right, mate. Yeah. Right. Mate, yeah. you are just 
Yeah. So you. don't worry about that. No, no, I know. But I, I guess um, the point about God existing in another plane of existence is that that's true. But we have um, sort of an understanding of God from the church. And the point is, is that the church exists as an earthly understanding of something that we can't understand. Do you see what I'm saying? It is a representation of something that can't be understood. You know, because if you try to think about God, I mean, good luck. It's a high dimension, isn't it? Like, well, yeah, yeah, good luck. But that's why the church exists. That's why we have the church as a vehicle, as I like to call it, because that is the, a way that we can interact with something which, by definition, we should not be able to interact with. Or maybe it's just an easy way to make money. Have you ever contemplated okay. transcending God? <laughs> as in... Okay. <laughs> no, 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 no. Yeah. Forget God. Yeah. The transcendent, something greater than... Do I believe the material world. Is there have more? You ever right? there have more? you ever been attracted I, to I, that idea? Like, I like Star Wars because it's not it's not very reductionist. You know, it's quite the whole galaxy. Yeah, no, and you've yeah. got the Force, and that's very and you've got and in Lord of the Rings, you know, you've got the ring, and that represents and you know this is all very immaterial, mm. and I feel like that adds another dim dimension. And when I read texts which discuss those matters even though you know i'm not buddhist i'm not muslim but when i read those texts i get this sense of profundity which i don't get from material discussion do you but, ever get that because they present the only difference listen it comes back to what i was saying about how you know these religious texts are they're fantastic art the only difference is is that this is art and these are great narratives and these are great stories and myths what is art that, representing it what, what is art that claim to be that claim to be real the only difference between star wars and the bible is that star wars admits to you that it is not real and, the, and so when you're left with that um, i wasn't using star wars <laughs> comparing the bible to star wars i was saying that <laughs> that star wars represents immaterial ideas which are present in the secular world as I, well good you know when you do something good or someone helps you and you're in need do you ever get a sense of something greater than uh, can science? I just, I'm, I'm stats, about can I just say yeah, one thing yeah, very quickly? Oh, just because, yeah, no, of course, of course, just really quickly. Um, the fact that the church is in the position that it's in and it has the influence that it has and it's the way it is, is in itself evidence of the God that we're talking about. No, I'm, okay. No, but that no, would, let's that, not go into no, proving But God that's, that's that my, no, but <laughs> what I'm saying. Let me finish his point. All I'm saying is that as Orthodox Christians, that's what gives us the faith that we have. Okay, let the me. The fact that we are in the position that we are in history. Sorry, guys, did you have a reply? In the way to that things are developed. Well, and that's all I was saying. I'm going to address both of your points. Okay, Stas first, and then I'll get on to you, yeah, Peter. Yeah, yeah. Okay, Stas, first of all, you can't say that the fact that the Christian faith has so much influence is proof of God. I mean, that's. I'm sorry. Somehow. That, that, is, that makes no sense. Throughout history, there have been. Plenty of religions. There have been two thousand. So, what is the fact that the Roman Empire and that paganism had such an influence in the Ro during the Roman Empire? Is that proof that the no. Zeus exists? No, I didn't say it, yeah, mate. That's not the way it yeah, was. No, it's just because it has influence doesn't mean well, it exists. Yeah, it the, has mm, influence. Mm, I'm right. sorry. Can I speak? No, it has influence because people want to believe it. People like believing in it. Mm. It gives people a, a nice feeling. It gives you a way to have meaning in your life it gives you a set of values everything which i'm not even saying i'm not saying it's a bad thing that's just the reason it has so much influence and it also manages to trick people into giving it a lot a lot of money okay which believe it or not helps you helps having influence to get on to you peter yeah. do i believe in another realm of you know a fourth dimension so to speak something that transcends yeah. don't matter, yes mate. possibly <laughs> i i don't 
I'm not gonna. I think it would be close-minded to say that there isn't another realm of existence, and that there couldn't be something beyond us that we don't understand. But that can manifest itself in so many different ways. We could, you know, we could be living in a simulation. We could be living in the Matrix. Yeah. All this stuff. There's plenty of stuff that we could not possibly understand. But there's no reason why, because there are a plethora of different levels of spirituality and different possibilities that could be happening in another realm it doesn't mean that we start ha we have to start believing in this one all-powerful god who's told to us through all these different stories and that there's this guy called christ who died on a cross and he died and that somehow saves us all it doesn't that just because there might be another realm of existence and of spirituality does not mean that we immediately have to accept one single explanation for yeah. that I'm realm. saying for a lot of people it helps if they have a means by which they can understand what yeah, they I see agree with that. as another realm. Um, and I feel like it helps me understand beauty. I mean, from a nihilistic perspective, beauty dies when we die because we are interpreting beauty and it doesn't necessarily exist other than through us. And really? therefore, if we die, then beauty doesn't really exist. And I like to think that when I'm looking at Durham Cathedral... I'm seeing a representation of something which is truly beautiful rather than something which is just a bunch of crap. But it was, it was made by humans, you know? Yes, yeah, so that's a humanist perspective and I see that as well, but for some people that isn't enough. For some people that's an illusion and, you know, I mean, mm. for me personally, but maybe that's just, yeah. So your understanding, Guy, of the way things are, <laughs> is that just... Is oh, that, I feel like you're about you to launch. Let him say his point, no, come no, on, come no, on. Come don't on. worry, I'm not, gonna, I'm not gonna launch anything, don't worry, but I'm just gonna ask you a very simple question. Well, be careful with the language, yeah. Your understanding, yeah. Your understanding of um, the way things are, is, it, is this what you've thought up? Or is this from someone? Has someone influenced you, the way you think about things? Yeah, his parents. His well, Christian someone's parents. Someone My parents aren't Christian. Are oh, they not? I thought they were. No, like someone's influenced you, right? The, everything you think, every, the way you see the world <laughs> is influenced by someone, right? And the point is, is that when we say the church has a position in our lives and throughout history, we are acknowledging that thousands and thousands of years of minds influenced by the Holy Spirit have come together to carry on what we have today. So we have that to appeal to. We have that standing. We have that. We can say, well, look, this is, the li this is what we have. Mm. The mm. point is, is when you as an individual try to tackle existence, you are by... The w because you're an individual, because you're a human being, you have to appeal to something. You can't just come into I the think world we have and have I think your own we idea have, about the way things are. I think we have two different worldviews here. You come from the old world, I'd say, and you're you're from the new world. Well, the difference and is the new world uh, places responsibility on the individual to you know choose a religion mm. or to choose mm. ideas, mm. whereas you're very much part of that universe which dictates that you inherit ideas, you inherit a tradition. Mm. You, it's your duty because you've grown up in that. You didn't used to choose religion to the and same also, extent which mm. people choose it now. I, I you mm. know, I'm part of the new world. I didn't. Yeah. I, mm. well, maybe I didn't, but I, I feel like I chose Christianity. I kind well, of picked it out. Also, of the, the the bottom line is this: I'm an individual. What do I understand? What 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 can I understand about the world, the universe? But that good luck. <laughs> Go for it. Crack but good on, luck. Mate. That yeah. doesn't mean, though, that you have to start believing in some set of rules created by some blokes a couple of thousand years ago. Okay, you're mm. right. Yes, every every individual has their influences, mm. but the difference is is that the influence of a church mm. is very different from just living your life and getting influences from lots of different people and being able to actively tackle and um, challenge those influences. You can't 
really, I mean, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but especially if you're an Orthodox Christian who mm. lives lives by the faith closely, mm-hmm. you can't really challenge the perspective of that influence, if that makes sense. I can have people influence me. Like, mm. I would say that the first time I really got actually exposed to atheism was probably when my, because my brother was an, is an atheist, and when he started actually talking to me about it, because he used to study RS and all this stuff, and he started talking to me about it, that probably influenced me in my atheism. But now I can go to my brother and I can challenge him on certain issues and I can say, I think you were wrong about this, this and this, and let's have a discussion about it. You can't really do that in the church because it has a, a set of principles which are defined and mm. concrete. Mm. Mm. Well, yeah. Some people might like that mm. though. He's yeah. probably a fan of it. Well, and that's probably... That's probably I'm drawn to it. That's what my understanding of existence is, is based on. It's, you know, there's opinion really. and then there's principles. And principles are the driving force. If there are a set, well, this brings me on to one of my questions I wanted to ask you. If there is a set of principles mm. that you can't argue against, they're concrete, you have to live your life mm. by it, mm. what is the difference between that and being in a cult? Well, well cults are different. I mean, I'm, I'm genuinely interested. I yeah. mean, yeah. I'm going to go into the difference. Right, so, cults. Staz, what I'd say there, just to go back a tiny little bit, is of course, of course. the big difference from what we've talked about there is the Holy Spirit is the key factor here mm-hmm. it's not just a bunch of blokes the exactly. factor is the Holy Spirit exactly. that's the main difference because it would just be a bunch of blokes mm. writing stuff down well, exactly. but it's the a fact that they have the Holy Spirit involved in it which makes it so exactly and, and the point that I would like to make as well is that try getting however many bishops it was and it was a lot to sit down and agree on something yeah. unanimously please try 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 oh, now br- bring them well, yeah, bring them now yeah. Yeah. exactly sure. you Have see what I'm saying that's, but that, do you not agree? Do you know what a government is, Staz? Well, it's a bunch of old find me a government white... that agrees. Yeah, exactly. Find me a government yeah, that none agrees. Of them agree. Well, I'm sure that they didn't agree in these councils you're talking about. You weren't there. Oh, you really? don't know. Ah, they, they, well, yeah. they, 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 Sorry. In the same sorry. way that modern governments still can still disagree, but can still come out at the end of the day with a set of principles and a set of mm. laws, means that exact. It doesn't. The same no. thing happened back, at, back in the days of the council. That's not how it happened. That with orthodoxy, no. you're getting closer to the source, the source being yeah. That's not how it the happened. original mm. idea, you know, Jesus. Mm. Yeah, but I don't, I don't, but the whole, I mean, you're right, Lawless, in that the set of... What's it? Don't continue. Okay, okay, okay. I, you're right, Lawless, that the the, whole, the Holy, Holy Spirit adds a bit of a, you know, adds a bit of a catch-22. Yeah, yeah. You, you can't argue with the Holy Spirit. If the Holy Spirit exists, then, you know, it, which it does. you can't do anything. Which it does. Because so. mm. that's the one thing in the Bible that's the unforgivable sin is denying the Holy Spirit's existence. That's I the deny only, the... Good shout. No, that, no legitimately, yeah, it, yeah, no, it's I been know, studied. Yeah. That is the only yeah. sin yeah. that is unforgivable. Faith isn't a fact. Are you sure about that? No, genuinely. From my I'm pretty friends sure Jesus says faith. quite a lot of stuff. No, that's the one unforgivable one. Everything else is forgivable. What do you mean That is actually a really good point. I should have brought that up. Yeah, well done. Yeah. Well, you can't be forgiven by definition. No, no, genuinely, it's weird because that is the one thing. Yeah, that yeah, shows how significant that. focal it is within Christianity. Yes, yes, yeah. That is, yeah, really good point. I should have made that one. Well done. Yeah. Thank I, you for no, no, no. Head. As in, like, thank you for br- <laughs> thank you for bringing it into the discussion. Yeah, no worries. Yeah. It is an important point to make. Definitely. Oh gosh, he's looking up. He's looking it up on. Uh, oh, I'm just interested. Yeah. So where I'd like to go now as well is talk about false preachers and where the yeah. modern church has gone. So yeah, basically like cults. Yeah. You mentioned cults. What's well, the difference I, between? Well, listen, I want to talk to you, Lawless, about yes. this about this <laughs> ruddy video you've sent me. So you can give me... Well, you can give me, you know, your perspective <laughs> on it. But when I, when I watched this, the first thing I thought of was Matthew 7, 15, beware of false prophets which come to you in sheep's clothing, but inwardly they are wolves. And this is like... 
This video just epitomizes that, in my opinion. He is pretending. I mean, he's got no evidence for any of this stuff. He's just saying stuff like, there's one bit which I quoted. The ancients lived for thousands of years because they know how to protect the world. So this guy actually thinks that people lived for thousands of years. He actively said, he said that because he went through his... No, but I mean, that's what it says in the Bible. That's the only time that ever comes up is in Genesis. And Genesis is... He's either a creationist, so he's either... completely denying evolution or he's saying that wow. throughout the course of evolution there were some people <laughs> who managed to live for thousands of years which is just that's what some monks have done yeah when I oh, please show me the monks I'd love to see the monks who live but I mean there's no recorded evidence of this he's going off he's just he's just spewing there's one point at which he said so for anyone who doesn't know what happens in this video it's basically a video about how it's it's all it's around the Christ within, isn't it? What's so that brain? A part of, Why is there a brain? Because he's so we're looking at a video right now, and he goes through lots of graphs of the brain, and he and he tries to explain how he's basically trying. He's it's a very crummy attempt at mixing modern understanding of the brain with religion, and it doesn't work. He's saying he have you tried it? Well, no, but the exactly. point I don't need no. to try it because he's. Well, you don't need to try. He's it. absolutely spewing. Okay, he so says if you tried point, it, it works. He says at one point. He says at one point. That opiate, that the secretion, (laughs) the secretion that comes down from the brain, right, is where we got the idea of Father Christmas giving (laughs) presents to kids from down the chimney. It's called the claustrum. It's a point in the brain. Yeah, but that's that's BS. It takes one Google search to find out where the idea of presents coming down the chimney from Father Christmas are, and it's a Norse myth. It's a Norse myth that was originally around Odin and was adopted by Anglo-Saxons when they came to England. It is not that he is just making up stuff. He says at one point, this is the equivalent of like reversing back, like taking a word and reversing it and then saying that like it spells out a word in Latin and therefore all scientists are something or other. But he says at one point that the oil in the brain reaches the 33 vertebrae because Christ was crucified at the age of 33. And also, I mean, it's just like... It's no, but that is a comparison also. There are 33 degrees of Freemasonry as well. That may just be a Come on, Lord, you're not seriously going to start looking at all the times when a certain number pops up and trying to piece together a meaning. That's not what I'm it. saying. I'm just saying you know, there are... There, that is have you ever heard of frequency bias? Do you know what fre- frequency bias is the idea that there are lots of coincidences that happen all around the world. That coincidences happen all the time. And... All you do with frequency bias is when you, it's like, for instance, like talk, having a conversation with Stas about like a hockey player and then somebody walks past I me with a hockey stick hockey. and I go, oh, that's a bit weird, isn't it? We're just talking about hockey and there's somebody with a hockey stick. Mm. That's frequency bias. You think it's when you, a coincidence happens and you think because of how unlikely it is that there must be some kind of um, supernatural element to it. Yeah. Right? Mm. But that's not true. It's just the fact that coincidences happen all the time because stuff happens all the time. And occasionally there will be stuff that happen at similar moments or have um, common um, denominators between them. And you look at those common denominators and you start piecing it together. But in reality, no, just random stuff happens all the time and occasionally there's going to be coincidences. And that's what this stuff is doing. Just because Christ was crucified at the age of 33, which is debatable, by the way, does not mean not, that okay. there is some kind of stuff that happens in the bi- in the brain and it reaches the 33 vertebrae and some- and so-and-so had a fever of 33 and did you know that this cathedral is 33 metres long? It makes this. I'm sorry, it's completely baseless. There is You can't so if you start try basing it, a religion on If that. you try it, 
so basically the whole for you for the listeners who don't know what this is because you haven't really described what this actually is basically Jim Carrey does a video on another podcast where he talks about this Jim Carrey Jim <laughs> <laughs> the comedian yeah Jim Carrey the actor yeah, comedian yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the guy from Pet Detective the man from Pet Detective right okay yes. no I want to hear this I want to hear okay. this basically, he, he's enlightened no no basically what he does is he just talks about this concept and it sort of got me to look into it and it's very interesting so like all it is is basically that if you sort of retain your energy as an individual that can be basically recirculated within your body and it goes down and up basically so it goes from your brain down to sort of like you know down there and then back up again and then it's basically it's it's, it's a release of like dmt and serotonin in your brain in the pineal gland this is getting into territory that i yeah. But basically, that's not really important for this. That yeah. is the thing with the different. The oh, the se- chakras. Is it that? Yeah. Well, that's that's, that's <laughs> a way of describing that? your body's energy centers, but yeah, it's not right. really that. What are chakras? I don't know. It's just an energy center. Chakra, yeah, something like that. I don't know. Yeah. I've, I've not but anyway, I think we got really, really, really derailed from sort of. Uh, well, the point is, is that. Well, you the point is, is that there are people out there all the time, and this guy is one of them, who are trying to shoehorn Christianity into. Just places where it does not fit in order to make it make sense and in order to trick more people into believing in religion. When there's no evidence for it, there's nothing. There's there, like, where is he getting this stuff? I just I was watching this video and I was just thinking the whole time, where is he getting this? He's just the, saying uh, random stuff. Staying and neutral claiming, on this one. And I, I keep I keep on looking up all the stuff he's saying, and none of it would. Some of it would be outright false. Some of it would have just no basis. And then he'd chuck a few like scientific terms in there, like. Cerebellum mm. to like make you think that he actually knows about the brain, but have he doesn't know the about the brain. He's not a neuroscientist. What's that? Where they have dinosaurs with saddles because dinosaurs, you know, they're oh trying dear, to. Oh dear, that doesn't sound. Push creationism and uh, mm. yeah, exactly. Together. It just it does yeah. not work. The fact is, is that modern science and religion they simply do not fit together. And every time, well, that's a big debate. Well, but it depends on. I don't they're know. Not completely. I'm going off on one things, there. are they? Like, I don't. I, that's yeah, I, a I massive think, debate. I, mean, I think the conflict between religion and science is a very, very modern one. In the sense modern, I mean uh, probably Renaissance onwards, Reformation onwards. Yeah, Isaac Newton. Yeah, I would say it's a modern problem. And the reason is because early Christians weren't afraid to see the creation story as um, metaphorical. That was never a conflict in the early church. Yeah, I find that. It's not a conflict for us either. It's opposition to. So. Is it seen as metaphorical? Yes, yeah, yeah. We we have no problem with accepting it. Yeah, I find it strange that a young earth is quite a new thing. Yeah. You'd find that a lot of monks didn't actually believe in a young earth if you go back several centuries yeah. what do you mean by young earth by the way 6,000 yeah the idea that the earth is yeah. 6,000 yeah I mean it's, that's quite a new thing yeah yeah somehow. it is, it I is. Don't know yeah 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 why but you know it's America it's turned out it? yeah yeah it's turned out like well, that I mean it? it's a, it's born from from Genesis isn't it because it, yeah it is because what people did is they looked at all the ages in Genesis and they did some maths and they yeah but one guy did that in in the um 15th century or whatever well, and, the point is and no one actually agreed with him I mean people like you look at like Mormonism for instance and this stuff you're sending me here, Lawless. And it's just stuff that's being made up right now. It's just stuff that people are making. He, this guy, he, he claims that it comes from like thousands of years ago, but there's no evidence to show that. He hasn't got any books or anything from thousands of years ago. For all I know, for all anyone knows, he could have just made this stuff up. I, anyone can make a YouTube right, video. Right, you know, well, I think so, us three but can the point agree is, on that. I think the, we can agree Exactly, on that. and the point is is that you look at Unless things like different denominations. Yeah. 
that are like Mormonism, for instance. And like the Book of Mormon was written in like 1850. Did you see them the other day? There were quite a few on the. Uh, well, yeah, exactly. And it's just it was they were in Durham. They were giving out. Giving yeah, out I had them stop me as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, I don't think they were too. Yeah, they didn't want to stop me because I said Greek authors. I said, right, go, go. It's fine. You yeah, can move you along. Get a lot of <laughs> wacky people in Durham trying to advertise their. Well, sex. you just get you get a lot of especially in Durham. I don't know. Yeah, they must travel a long way to come here. They're trying to undermine the, uh, the C of E presence of the cathedral. Yes. They're like, this is just too yeah. much. Yeah. Well, the point what? is, look, I keep on saying the point is, but to get back to false preachers, yes, is that people use religion for their own gains. People use it for power, mm. for money. Some, yes, some. Mm. Exactly. But the thing is, is that religion has been around for thousands of thousands of thousands of years. Mm. There is no, I mean, you're going to say it's the Orthodox Church, Stas, but there really is no, like, true religion anymore it's just it's all it's been around for so long that people have just squeezed it for all, every, all the power they can get out of it and it's been so morphed and twisted and everything yeah, but if religion know, is an experience of the transcendent and i don't think it will die perhaps the institution will die but i don't think that sense of something greater than the I world will do you think i mean right, like, stats make, make your point well no i just think that you know obviously this idea that religion is static like of course a lot of people accuse the orthodox church. history is always moving and so is the church because as history moves along so does humanity's relationship with god and so the church is not you know dead or static or sort of going to die out it's constantly adding to that story always you know and even to this day we have people for example that have been canonized very recently you know for what they've done canonized you know as in be becoming saints yeah because that story never ends we're always building on it. it. You know, as history moves along, so are we. So I think this idea that sort of religion is, ah, well, it's old, it's, you know, it doesn't, uh, we can't use it today. It's, I think that's quite misinformed. I think that's a misinformed opinion to hold, definitely. Because if you look at the church, it's the complete opposite. It's the other way. There's yeah, always stuff going on, always. Aside you know. from Christianity, I still can't see that yearning for ultimate meaning. I can't see that dying out. You might disagree. I mean, a lot of people are fine with relative meaning creating their own meaning, and I get that completely. You can do that, but a lot of people are like, oh, no, but I feel like I need a, a story to guide me and to give think validity to my perception of the world. Mm. They're not satisfied with their own perception being the judge of their own perception if you know what I mean some people need pe some people yearn for that I don't think that will die I'm not saying the institutions won't die well you said that is it your mother who came from the Soviet Union yeah 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 well I mean that's it's interesting that you hold that opinion because in the Soviet Union for the most part I don't know the exact figure but you know most people orthodox orthodoxy was massive in Russia yeah in, well, in, in the Soviet Union in, before in the in the yeah, Tsarist, in the Tsarist yeah, yeah, yeah. era yeah. the Soviet Union came along and you know 50 years later it's like 80% atheist. To... Oh, you know? People don't need yeah, that. Yeah. Right, I'm sorry, I have, to I have to disagree. I'm so sorry. Um, oh, sorry, yeah, yeah, no, sorry, you go first. All right, what I was going to say is um, the church was forced underground in the Soviet Union. It was forced underground. This idea that there weren't Orthodox Christians yeah, is, is a fallacy. And the amount of people that were killed, at least in the early years, I'm not commenting on the later years of the Soviet Union. That's not what I've read into. Well, I don't know about the later years. But in the early years, um, it was quite frankly disgusting, well, and I, I have to I have to defend the Orthodox Christians of the Soviet Union because the persecution that we, they went through, um, quite frankly, shows how strong the Church was to get through that. And we went underground, and we kept going, 
and uh, here we are today. You know, and I think if anything, that shows what the church was made for. The church, through the, you know, the guy again. We go through the history. We go involves an over orthodox faith. I was simply saying that people won't necessarily abandon that yearning for the immaterial. Yeah, I mean, okay. First you of all, you can't assess their subjective experience. We can't have data on that. It's impossible to know how people in the Soviet Union felt. I mean, my mum, you know, still is open to the idea of a god. I wouldn't call her, you know, pure, I wouldn't say she's materialist. I, I feel like she still has that yearning. I don't know. I, no, okay, you're right. Sorry, I want to amend something. Obviously, <laughs> the, the Ru Russia wasn't 80% atheist. It was more like 50-50 yeah. by, by the time of, like, the late Stalin era. Right. And you're right, Stan. So there was massive um, condemnation. Atheist or and irreligious? Atheist. What's the difference? Well, the stat I've got in front of me is yeah. atheist. Let's, what does it say? Yeah. Sorry. Well, yeah. How do they it was about 50 50. Okay. Sorry, sorry. Did Stalin collect the data? <laughs> well, no, but the, yeah. <laughs> you, you make a good point. You, you, no, you do make a good point. And there was, and there was a lot of um, persecution of religious people in, in Russia, especially mm. during the Lenin Stalinist era. Mm. Right, and in Spain, under the but I do still, I I do yeah. still think it shows that, like, there wasn't a strong call for a return to religion. It's not like as soon as, um, it's Could not like as soon as the, 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 the Russian Federation was established. Like religion just went through the roof again. But could you argue that it went back on? But the instinct was transferred to Stalin, to the communist ideology to, yeah. of the time, and mm. those Christian values were transferred across as well. I mean, I would call it religious. I mean, you know, I mean, no, but I, I, there are people in my family who have an, a religious admiration for Stalin. They don't view him as a mere mortal they, all yeah. I was trying to say is that we can have Same states way, that are atheist what's his name Kimmel, Kimmel. yeah well Kim Il-sung is yeah, he's in not North dead, Korea he's, he's seen as the living president the eternal and the point is, is yeah. that in the absence of religion well Something you, you idolise your leaders you idol well, the, you know, in, or money or money or, or whatever I mean we all love Boris Johnson <laughs> obviously yeah, yeah, honestly. I think as well, what's really interesting there is Vietnam is 81% atheist. Vietnam. You know, yeah, so you do not need. Japan is 65% atheist. Yeah, but I you do not need. Misleading. I'm uh, also it's, talking it's a cultural about, it's I'm it's also a cultural talking phenomenon. about the belief in the transcendent as well, because I do think your religiosity can be transferred into other into other areas where you perceive certain material ideas. Yeah. As, I'm sorry, that doesn't make sense. Not material ideas. Certain. Human. Oh, okay. <laughs> I think I get what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I'm understanding. Yeah. Uh, was there? Would you like to? Continue? So I'd say like. Well, I'd say that. What, one of the points I want to really finish on is I'm going to ask you each individually, and I'd like a response, and you can give the opportunity to respond to each other's points. So, what? Where do you source your meaning from, and do you think that, you know, what is is religion the opiate of the masses as well? So the two questions I give you, where do you get your meaning from? And is religion the opiate of the masses? And if it isn't anymore, what is? Guy. Jeez, talk about the deep questions. Wow. Wow. We have I to mean, drill in, mate. Drill I mean, in. okay. So is religion the opiate of the masses? I think it's Karl Marx who said that, although I think it might be disputed. Um, but yeah, I think, is religion the opiate of the masses? Um, I think for the most part, I mean, it depends on how you define opiate of the masses it's quite a vague phrase but i think for the most part i would i you know i'd sort of agree with it i think 
I think that throughout history, it seems to me that religion has been used as a scapegoat for lots of problems. I think that people use it as an excuse. People find solace in it when, which can be a good thing um, during times of tragedy. But I, I think that, yeah, for the most part, it's uh, something that tricks people. Um, not tricks people. I, I mean, I'm sort of going in circles, but yeah, I, I think it does give people a sense of comfort. It, it's a blanket for people to wrap themselves in. And the sense of something that's higher and that everything's going to be okay and that God loves you. You know, I do think that it's a bit, you know, it's just, it's very convenient. People want that and people create religion as a as a means to have that that blanket, but um, yeah, sorry, I don't really have a good opinion on that. But no, sure. So to, 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 to get to your other question, where do I source meaning? Um, I think you know what you said earlier, Stas, about how faith is. You know, you get up in the morning and you don't really want to do anything. You know, what's the point of it all? And mm. you know, sometimes you wake up and you think. You know, oh, what's the point? I'm, you know, degree's not going to help me anyway. You know, I don't really want to see my friends. My friends don't like me mm. properly, and I don't really have anything mm. to live for. You've got to find, you've got to find meaning. You've got to have a meaning um, in life. And it's really interesting because recently we've been, I've read um, and I watched the film, uh, the production uh, and drama uh, by Beckett, Samuel Beckett, mm -hmm. uh, Waiting for Godot. Yeah which is a great play about finding meaning in an era where, as Nietzsche said, God is dead, mm -hmm. which is a very misunderstood quote because when people hear that phrase, people think that was him being an atheist, but it's not. It was about him saying that God is dead. Where do we, what find, are we, gonna do? Where do we yeah. find meaning? Like when people, when so yeah, many wasn't people don't have God. It. Yeah, no, he wasn't happy about no. it. He said, God is dead. Where is any, where's anyone going to find their meaning? Mm. I think for me, I find my meaning in the people I love. I find the meaning in giving in being valuable to other people in other people valuing my presence in the um in the friendship that i give to people in the um joy that i give to other people and the joy that other people give to me i think meaning for me is found in other human beings and mm -hmm. how um and what effect i have on them i think if i've got a good effect on other people mm -hmm. and i've had a positive influence on people's lives then i'm gonna die pretty happy I think I don't need there to be a promise of heaven or mm -hmm. um, eternal life I just want to be able to say at the end of my life that I had a good influence on other people and that people will remember me and mm -hmm. um, yeah. that I had a positive impact on the world I do, I do find yeah, meaning in that as well but I feel like I use God to give validity to that experience if you know what I mean to grant uh, no, yeah. it's a fair point. It's I'm a fair point. To, no, um, no, you're expressing yourself. Because ultimately, that's a subjective experience, and I'm almost considering God as a uh, as an objective source of that experience, so that I can know that what I'm experiencing is rooted in a collective reality, which isn't limited to what only I experience. Mm -hmm. <laughs> no, yeah, I can't really. I mean, it's no, you are making sense. Yeah, yeah, I, no, can't really, I can't really. I can't really. Yeah, illustrated. You can find collectivism in other. You don't need religion to be part of a collective. You can think of it in a patriotic way. You can think of it as in you've got a collective um, personality with your fellow 
countrymen. You know, you can think about it in terms of your age group or your generation. It doesn't have to be part of your religion to find meaning in other people, to ground it in certain a certain group of people around you. Does For that me, make sense? Personally, I would still want some kind of ultimate objective reality to to grant grant meaning to that collective meaning if you know what i'm saying okay. yeah because mm-hmm. because yeah. as humans yeah. we're still in our own human reality which doesn't necessarily relate uh, reflect true reality I'm, I'm, uh, I'm no, out of no depth i get here, what you're I'm saying trying to express yeah yeah no we get what you're how saying how i feel about it mm, we understand. Yeah. Mm. You, you want my two responses <laughs> indeed okay first the first question was about opium uh, of the masses correct yeah when when we talk about opium, it's you want more. You take opium, you, you you want more. Yes, money. You get money, you want more. That's opium. Yeah. You want fame. You want more. That's yeah. opium. Yeah. You want power. But the masses don't have. You want. Fame you want. You you want. We'll get to you guys. You want power. You want more. That's opium. They do. Yeah. Mate. They've got TikTok. <laughs> faith. You have faith. You're content. <laughs> yeah. You have faith. That's not opium. You have faith. You're content. Overflowing cup. You, know. the, the you, ha- you have faith you're content that's not opium no. money that's opium power that's opium fame that's opium mm. that's all I have to say in my response to that question the second question was uh, what was about meaning so it's like where do you get meaning from where do I get meaning from okay I get meaning from something which transcends me yeah that's what the church is the church is that which transcends history and transcends me if I can't transcend me and transcend history, I have nothing. That is what gives me meaning. And that is what I've received and that is what I'll pass on and that is what will give meaning to my children and to generations going forward. That's my response. But civilization transcends you. You know, society transcends you. If you can give something to... You don't have to give something to the church to transcend you. You can give something to society. You can give something to the way we think, you know, just philosophy in general. You don't have to go to the church, to, to religion, yeah, to be able to transcend People have a desire for something to transcend society, to... Why? Why do we have to keep on transcending things? Why can't we just because stay otherwise, grounded in what we I mean, know? society is just many people, isn't it? And if people, people yeah. if your yeah. perception as a person is not necessarily valid, because, because it just isn't. For example, um... There are several words for the colour blue in lots of languages. In English, we just have one word. That will affect how we perceive blue, for example. So therefore, religion can affect the way you view the world, and that shows that the way you view the world isn't necessarily accurate. And some people have a desire for there to be some kind of objective, ultimate force which can give validity to what they believe to be true. You're sounding a bit like an atheist right now, Peter. There's an institutional <laughs> church and there's a spiritual church. The spiritual church is what transcends history and individuals. That's my point. What is the spiritual church? The spiritual church is the church. You go to you go to church, right? Or a church or the church. That's the institution that a we're building. talking about. Yeah. But underlying that, within that, there's the spiritual church. That's what transcends history. That's what transcends individuals. That's the point I'm making. And meaning comes from that. That's where I find meaning and that's where countless other people find meaning because we're a part of something that transcends humanity that's the point that's mm. the point here it's bigger it's but bigger it is in, it's intrinsically human isn't it well obviously humans partake in it what is it that is humans human? partake in it it's Holy Spirit isn't it it's spiritual 
It's exactly. Could you explain the Holy Spirit to our listeners? What would you say? It is? Well, I'd say the Holy Spirit is God acting through history. That's what the Holy Spirit is. It's God acting through human beings, acting through history. And the church is influenced by that. That's Very the cool. that, yeah, exactly. That's the point. I the overriding point I make is that. And you know, the point is is that uh in this day and age, we very much like making arguments. We like having our reasons. We're like going, well, you know, this is the, look at this, look at this. At the end of the day, history shows the driving force of humanity. It shows the driving force of human beings. And that's what faith has to give. You know, I don't have to sit here and, uh, and make many arguments. I don't have to make many, you know, give uh, a million reasons for this or that or the other or evidence. Because at the end of the day, the, the, the evidence in my life is that. That's what that's my driving force, and that's the driving force of the church. Are you saying, Staz, that the driving force of human progression, right, is religion? I'm saying the driving force throughout history for us and what gives us meaning and what transcends our existence is that is the church. That's what I'm saying. Yes. Talking about his personal meaning. Because I was going to say, like, almost everything that has had, that has, like, religion generally is a pretty you know conser it, it's he's it's not, not very progressive it doesn't get you to yeah he's it doesn't talking get you about a narrative he's talking about a narrative of meaning but all Thank advancements you, we've made in humanity have he's been outside about, of he wasn't and tell me to those advancements and anyway, tell me and tell me about this and tell me about the spiritual uh how the spirit how spirituality is nowadays tell me about how, how that's going let me know. Have we progressed in that in that uh, in that instance? We've got our crystals no. and our tarot cards, mate. Let me know. Let me We're know. Doing well, please let me know. <laughs> no, because mat materialistically, possibly, yeah. but human beings will get bored of that very quick. And trust me, when you're on that deathbed, you'll be bored of that. You'll be <laughs> bored of that. No, I don't think that's true. I think there are plenty of people who are atheists you'll and who die happy. I'm I didn't say that atheists don't die happy. I said that. Materialism is not a yes. substitute. That's well, I agree. I agree. You can't get fulfillment from material things. They're not meaningful in your life. You get you get fulfillment from love and joy and influencing other people mm. and having a positive effect <clears throat> on the world. But you don't need to be spiritual to be able to do that. The thing is, when I was going through my bad phase, I didn't find... I mean, this might have been depression for all I know, but I didn't find love or companionship meaningful or enjoyable because I had this nagging thought oh this is all bollocks this isn't this isn't real and that might have been my head playing on me and that's why I don't use it as a defense or as an apology you know what I mean but for me personally I I don't consider that relative meaning enough because I just can't get rid of this thought that it's all just it's all just made up if you know what I mean that's just that's just for me for me I that's why I unfortunately I also uh Unfortunately for me, though, I know, it but is that's why we're up. different, and that's why Kierkegaard you think says everything's made up. That's why Kierkegaard says that everyone up. can search for meaning in their own way, and you have your own journey where you develop your values, and other people want that ultimate validation. And uh, yeah, I mean that's fine. Yeah, yeah, that's it's it, like, yeah. As a society in the West, our highest virtue is happiness, the pursuit of happiness. We seem to always strive for that, but in other cultures, like in our Eastern cultures. A lot of them say the, the pursuit of meaning is the highest virtue. And if you get your meaning through, as you said, influencing others, making other people, being, having a positive impact on others in a secular manner, you know, you're more Christian than someone who calls himself a Christian but then robs the congregation. Mm. No, I agree mm. with that completely. Yes, well, in, exactly. Mm. Mm. Yeah. 
So although mm. you don't put the label, it's like me being in a relationship with someone and then me acting out all the different things that a relationship does mm. and saying, labels. no, I would never go out with you, but then I'm basically doing it. Labels but are misleading because they I'm affect not in a relationship. You, they don't actually represent yeah. something. I mean, they're just, yeah. It's just a word that you can associate in whatever yeah, way you words want. words affect mm. your perception of perception mm. reality because what I say a Christian is if I ask 20 people what a Christian is they're going to give me all different answers because of their I unique experience I, think, I don't think that's true I think if you ask people for a bare bones description of what Christianity is most people will give you the but same if you want a more nuanced opinion you're going to be very different I think everyone has their yeah. own association with words I agree with Alex on this one I think that I mean if you ask one Christian one thing and then you ask me I mean to be honest with you you could put a different Christian in my shoes right here and the argument would be completely different yeah and even among orthodox Christians oh yes completely subjective of course of course yes another orthodox Christian would say Russian dolls of bloody sex and Christianity well the thing is they will stress different points exactly of their orthodox or whatever or Christianity or you know and and but uh, yeah I think as I say uh, that's my understanding of uh, of it and I think uh, well I mean people believe in um, it's influenced by the church People believe in, in all sort of things, right? But the thing is, I mean, it comes down to the idea that there are so many different denominations. I mean, what is the... Is there only one true way yeah, to worship? so many political ideologies. And so many philosophical, philosophical ways of thought. Yeah, so no many philosophers. Shut down. Exactly, so how do you ever know that you're right? You just have to know. Well, you don't Again, know, that's the point. You that's the whole know. point. The whole point is you don't know. So yeah. what's the you point in believing if you don't know, if you're just if you're gambling, if you're rolling You just said it yourself, it's belief. You this. don't it's know. Another, that's it's another point. dimension. That's what we The point saying, of faith right? is looking at yourself in the mirror and knowing I can't do this alone. I'm just an individual. Yeah. That's I, where it starts. I get that, Stas, and that's great. So you basically agree with No, but the point is that there are so many different gods out there and so many different ways of worship, and all of them... Mm. Or for for the most part, most of them, from my understanding, seem to say that you have to worship my Mate, God. You have to so worship him this way if you want to have eternal life. If you want to be a true Christian. If you want to be a true Listen, Muslim. Mate, if you want to be, I think there are so many different you girls. Know, you've got to pick one. You know. <laughs> <It's> <laughs> exactly, but I mean that's the thing, isn't it? That's a good know? way of saying it, kind of in a way. But, yeah. <laughs> but that's the thing. You know, you're rejecting when you're a Christian. Are you rejecting when you're an Orthodox Christian, Stas. Yeah. You only you have one are, wife. Mm. Well. Yeah, you only have one wife. So, so guy, are you, well, you say well, we'll we'll in the time no the wives. Bible was written. Guys can have no wives. History, <laughs> history, <laughs> history, duty, leap of faith. All these principles are what I'm stressing, and that's the point I'm making. Yeah, and that's something that's very unique to, to obviously to the Orthodox Church, and that's what we stand by. That's what we're we're here to you know give to the world. That's what we have. So, do you believe? I don't know how much longer we've got, but do you believe that there is one God that expresses himself in many different ways, and that's what religion is, and that all religions, in a sense, fall under the same deity? Or do you believe that there is the God of the the Bible, and he is real, and that all the other religions are fake and have been made, made up? The latter. So you believe the latter? The latter. So you believe that you just got really lucky and were born in the one which exists? No, I trust history, I trust duty, and I trust... So what about Orthodox Christians who have different <laughs> opinions from you? Would you say they're part of the same faith? Where would you draw yes. the line on that? Okay, yes, know. because at the end of the day... The what about, what about he believes Islam. in the apostolic tradition, so yes, he, yeah. he acknowledges... That's what, that which is handed down throughout yeah. the years and which is testified by generation to generation. And it's an interesting point you make about Islam, because what is an interesting point is that actually... Islam does not have a central unifying authority to interpret the Quran. 
which is why, um, which is what differentiates Orthodox Christianity, for example, from Islam, because we have the central authority to interpret. <laughs> Excuse me. Which, no problem. Which um, Islam, <laughs> which Islam and a lot of not just Islam, of course, there's plenty of other religions in the same yeah, bracket, yeah, which course. don't have that central <laughs> yeah. authority to interpret, and that is a a big plus for the Orthodox Church, obviously. All right. So what I want to do now is, Peter, do you want to answer the question of meaning? Yep. So if you want to give me what, what thoughts I had. You've, you've, you've covered your point. Okay. Yeah, I think I've covered my point. Sure. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to get your final final statement from all three of you. And when no one's going to be able to respond, you're just going to give me your statement. So, Guy, if you want to start. <sighs> Always <something>. first. <laughs> okay. What well, my final statement on the topic as a whole? Both. Okay, well, listen. I think I am, like I said before, I'm, I'm not really the kind of person anymore who attacks people for their religion, or at least I don't like to think I am. Um... And I think that, you know, generally, I think that if we can learn to interpret religion properly and to channel it as a force for good, then I think that it is per religion is perfectly fine. And it is, you know, you're allowed to believe in your, your own whatever you believe in. I'm not trying to control what people believe in. I think if you can, but, you know, there's principles of helping the poor, of um, loving thy neighbour, all that stuff, fantastic, great. At the end of the day, though, I don't, there is no, to me, there is no evidence for God. Just because we don't understand um, what might exist on another realm doesn't mean that we should automatically believe in a Holy Spirit which surrounds us and um, comforts us and live with us, lives with us. I think you can find meaning in secular ways very easily um, and through just love in general and having a positive impact on the world. And you don't need the church to be able to do that. Um, I think that religion probably is a comfort for most people, which some people might um, go to because they don't have, because otherwise, you know, a bit like we touched on earlier with you, Peter, I think, you know, some people are scared of what the world would look like if there wasn't a God. Um, but ultimately, I don't think that there's, there's no reason... I don't think there's a reason to believe that a God does exist. There's no evidence for a God. There is no, um, I think religion has, there's a history of religion being used to gain power for people's own uh, motives and to get m money and influence. Um, and I think when you look at it objectively and you stand back and you think about the world reality yeah, as we know it, I think it's pretty clear that there is very easily a universe where there is no God and religion has just been invented to control people and mm. they're allowed to believe what they, they believe in. Okay, thank you, Guy. So, Peter, your final statement. I'd like is. to query Guy's statement. No, 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 response, no response. You no can response. use your final statement to No, I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm actually respond. building off of that. Yeah, so of course. Yeah, Are you sure we should have responses? Yeah. Maybe just say what you think. Because yeah, so I think say it's your important. final yes. thoughts. I'm saying yeah. we, look at we, yeah, we look at things through frameworks and uh, oh, I was going to actually forget what I was going to say. <laughs> Don't worry. No, no, I was no, going to no. talk about take my your phone. Time, take your time. Just no. because I want to promote my phone. Promote your phone. Yeah, guys, you have to get a brick phone <laughs> because you see? smartphones are dangerous frameworks which influence how you understand the world. And uh, they would be good if they reflected reality, but instead they are, they are forcing you to think Think things you wouldn't otherwise think. So uh, mm. yeah, That's what ditch, ditch the phone. So Peter, how long have you had that for? Oh, years, years. But I've had a, a smartphone on and off. But uh, I've made the switch permanently. 
and you've got missed it. Because of it yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. So do you think there's a an analogy between your phone and religion? We don't have to link everything to religion, but if you have a point, then make a point. Because well, you're talking about frameworks. Yeah. Frameworks. I mean, there are good frameworks and bad frameworks. The smartphone is bad. Mm. But religion is good. So that's your overriding point. Well, that's your, that's yeah, your yeah that's me. That's me, Dan. Yeah. Are you sure? Okay. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure. So, guys, remember the framework is important. So, Stas, round us up, please. Trust history, obey duty, have faith. That's I mean, like a cult motto. I mean, that's all I have to say. Have you played Far Cry Five? Far Cry. What is it? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so what I'll do as well, we always have a question to ask everyone at the end. So just a final, final point. If you had a billboard that the entire world could see, what would it say on it and why? Mr. Please, yes. please come on, I'll go first. first okay, I need to Pete makes you. What is truth, Pontius Pilate? I think it's an important question to ponder because we need to reflect on whether what we believe is valid and I don't know where I'm going. I'm, I don't know where I'm going with this. <laughs> no, it's an interesting, right, yeah, interesting point. <laughs> So what is truth, Pontius Pilate? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Probably those three points I put, I just put before. No, no. Yeah, we've heard already, why are we? No, yeah, those are the three I'd put, definitely. Well, I think they're so what? underrepresented and I think they're not spoken so about enough. So it's just saying again for us? So it's Trust history, obey duty, have faith. Okay. I feel like that's so ambiguous. <laughs> and guy, I was driving no, in my car no, on the, the A12. And I saw that. I think. Well, it's the, what yeah. the new trend. It's what I've been saying over the however long it's been that we've been speaking. It's, uh, that's that's been overwhelming. That's the, the statement. Put simply, go. Um, it can be anything. It doesn't have to be to no, anything. Do I don't know. I think I'd probably, um, I'd probably, I'd either do it like I'd either be really uh, put a really like political statement up there. So like maybe I'd put like a diagram of just how much a million pounds is compared to like a thousand pounds or a million pounds, just to like show how unnecessary billionaires are. So like something really political like that, yeah. Or I put something like, um, completely contradicting that. I put like an advertisement for something I was selling or something, like to make some money. <laughs> so yeah. like, you either you reject capitalism or you live. Good idea. You know, sometimes. Guy, should have thought that one. You need to um, correct your moral framework. <laughs> should have thought that one. Is this something that the whole world? Can the see? entire world is going to see this. Yeah. Oh well, maybe I'd put like something like. <laughs> Like um, now, I think count, or or like countdown. I'd like to promote my band. Ten minutes or something. Yeah, and then like I'd freak people out by saying like. Let's in be 10 selfish. Mm. Let's be mm. selfish. Like mm. if I could send a text promote to every phone. Yeah, yeah, the Fullers guys. Ah, uh, <laughs> he got it. In, he got it. Heard in. that? <laughs> yeah. Like if I could send a text to every phone in the world, I'd have the text say something like. Um, simulation ending in 10 minutes or something. Just so that everybody, <laughs> everybody freaks out for like 10 minutes <laughs> thinking that we're all in a simulation. Because imagine that, you're, you're sat, sat down, everyone gets a text wow. in the whole world saying simulation <laughs> All the phones go off. I, like, I, I wonder what people would do. When someone asked me to well. join the Illuminati, you know, I don't think... Well, you never know. You never know. Illuminati, so, Could uh, work. Well, that's a, a topic for another episode. Anyway, this has been a very enlightening episode of the lawless podcast with a lot of different perspectives and views mm-hmm. and all i'd say to round up is we've presented you some opinions it's now time for you to make up your own mind thank you very much this has been alex and jordan thank you very much thank you for having thank us you. Thank you. and this has been this week's episode of the lawless podcast and we'll see you in the next one <laughs>